In China today, most school children learn English. But until the early 1970s, China was largely isolated from the world, and English was rarely spoken. When I was a child, the, the English language was viewed as almost like a tool of imperialism, uh, of hegemonism, in other words, because we knew that uh, Americans spoke English uh, and the British spoke English. None of us in our family, actually, in the entire compound we lived uh, in, ever, 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 never ever thought that one of us would end up speaking English later on that uh, Russian was possible, was one possibility, but although in those days China had already a very difficult relationship with, with Russia, so no foreign language were allowed to speak. So in other words, it's, it was very actually dangerous to speak, to be able to speak any foreign languages. China began to open up to the outside world in the mid-1970s, and Bob Shi had his first English lesson. The textbooks we used were all very, very politically charged. And uh, I remember my first ever English lesson I took in 1975 was to remember all 26 English, English letters. I thought, my God, how am I going to remember 26 of them? So many of them. I said, I can only remember like A, B, C. And what is the next letter again? D or F? So, and it was difficult. And our, our teacher couldn't remember them all either. Actually, my first full sentence was Long live Chairman Mao. The next sentence is Long live the Communist Party of China. Mao died in 1976, and subsequently a market economy was introduced in China. The pace of change increased rapidly, and in 1981, a new English-language newspaper, China Daily, was established. After the reforms, a lot more Chinese started to learn English because they, they saw it as a way to um, not only to uh, communicate with the outside world, but also to enrich themselves. Because English opens you to a world of cultures, not only British culture, American culture, or culture in, in Australia, but also wealth of uh, um, Western civilization and Western technology and uh, um, advanced ideas. With the rapidly developing economy, English was increasingly recognized as the language of opportunity. If you are just an ordinary person living in Asia, in Africa, in Latin America, and if you want to get rich and become a more important person, a richer person, you have to study English first before anything else. And this is true in China too. If you want to get rich in China today, if you want to become any important, you study English first. Right? If you don't have English, then you don't really get anywhere. The arrival of multinational companies has led to a growing interest in English. The American computer software giant Intel now has offices in Beijing, and day-to-day -day business is conducted in English. Because that way, we are in Shanghai. Yes. We don't have anything else going on. Clearly, as China becoming bigger and bigger part of the world economy, 
and as people start traveling much more outside and as multinational companies coming into China and the Chinese companies are having collaboration with outside uh, uh, other companies, clearly there is a recognition that they have to learn more than one language because, you know, more than Chinese. So, and English is one of the dominant languages they want to learn. And they do learn English, but the problem is, even though I see people tend to start using more and more English, their ability to be comfortable con in their conversation English is very, very difficult in China. I'm born in Beijing and I live in Beijing, and the Beijing have the best uh, education system in the PRC in China. So I learned English in my middle school, but uh, most uh, English is a textbook, and uh, there's not a lot of the uh, uh, spoken English learned. So I, I, I began to speak English much more when I work for an American company. The enthusiasm to learn English has led to the rapid growth in language schools. The Wall Street Institute, based in Beijing, caters mainly for young professionals. 30 years ago, in the entire country, almost nobody could speak the language. You were famous just for having been able to speak English. 20 years ago, you could walk into almost any company you wanted to purely through the fact that you could speak English. Now, and especially you look in the premier cities across China, Beijing, Shanghai, and Canton as well, it's an expectation. When you're a young professional going into uh, the corporate world, you're expected to learn English. And that's a huge difference now as well, the expectation level. And so that, that need and the pressure to increase and improve their English level has become that much uh, stronger. What about profit? Profit. Profit. Benefit. Hmm. Uh, the money I earn or the company I earn. Oh, OK. Earns. OK, good. Resume? A kind of profile when you are applying for a company. Okay, right. I pay myself to the course, and uh, I, uh, I want to, I want someday I can give, uh, give a presentation in English with my boss. What about overwhelm? Overwhelm. Uh, it's, uh, I was overwhelmed by the beauty and of this city. Okay. I like that. It's a good example. For most young people who uh, want to learn English, because uh, maybe for two reasons: one, they their parents urge them to do that because they want their children to be uh, excellent and to be more competitive. And for another reason, uh, for uh, some of the people just like me, they love English. So they have a great affection for English, so they want to learn it. We're going to see a massive expansion and continuous expansion of English language for the rest of China for many more years to come. Because what we are seeing today, the usage of English, the widespread usage of English, is only found on the, in the coastal provinces, on China's eastern coastal provinces. In other words, we have many, many secondary cities, provincial capitals, and where students and teachers don't speak English at all. So what we do need is really good English teachers, and that's what's missing. I think certainly for the next 10 to 15 years, we can identify the urban elites. They, they will be the key factor, probably the you know, maximum 10, 20% of the population already, well, 100 to 200 million people, will be at a level where they can communicate fluently. 
certainly for us, and we believe also for China, the next stage of Chinese development is what we call the second tier cities. So these are cities with only a population of 5 million or so, um, but there's already a minimum 20 to 30 of these cities uh, across China as well. So this is the next stage for us uh, for growth and development um, as well, and that will take us the next 5, 10 years. We hope to open uh, up to a total of 100 schools within the next five years or so. The demand for English has also led to the establishment of English medium private schools like Camford Royal. Breakfast! 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 Okay, listen. Part two, listen. TikTok, 12 o'clock. It's time for lunch! Okay, lunch. Follow me. Lunch. Uh, you know my father don't know English, and uh, when I was very young, he often told me that he lost many, many valuable chance because, just because he don't know English. So he don't want to meet like him. He want he wants me to study English well and talk to foreigners, and I will have many chance. Parents usually don't speak English well when they. No, their kids can speak English. They feel fascinated. You know, once the, there's, there's parents invite me for, for dinner with the children, and they want to see how, can, how their children can speak English. So we kind of talking in English, and the parents kind of watching, observe. They feel so happy, and they feel proud of their children. A major priority of the school is to enable their students to gain places in foreign universities. Most of them are highly motivated because their aim is so clear. They, 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 have, they have in their mind, they want to go to Cambridge, they want to go to Oxford, they want, you know, Yale and Harvard. Those, the, the, the top 50 uh, universities' name in their mind, they want to <laughs> go there. China is really such an open country now, and uh, Chinese people, and Chinese parents, and the Chinese children would love to go to other countries to, to, to explore their study, explore their career development. From parents' side, I, I also think it's very important. Uh, I think we should give my son the chance to go to overseas, especially very developed countries like uh, England, uh, England and uh, uh, US. Uh, so if he wants to go to abroad to study, of course, English is very important. My dream is to go to Cambridge University, and I know it's the best university in England. And I must come back because I love China. I think I will major in chemistry or physics uh, in, in, in university. And as for the university I want to go to, uh, maybe MIT. In the past, Camford students preferred UK universities, but today they are increasingly looking to America. I think it's just because the American economy is much more influential to, compared to uh, the British ones, right? And also, uh, we see a lot of films and, uh, and well, computer internet websites, you know, which are you know, founded or, or set up by American companies. So it's, it's a cultural and economical and uh, other kind of you know, influence which, which made it like that. There is also a growing shift towards American English. 
when China Daily was started, we used British style book. We, we, we used British style uh, spelling. And we only changed our style uh, a couple of years ago. There was a um, debate over whether we should use American spelling or British spelling. But in the end, um, I think um, the idea for the suggestion for American style, American spelling, one. I think uh, the, the, the key change has been the, the change from the theory uh, until the reality of the language learning uh, as well. When I first came to China, uh, people were still using Victorian English. Uh, when they were coming in, uh, a lot of the language was extremely outdated uh, and it was very much focused on, on traditional language learning techniques, but also the traditional learning English. Uh, the key change, and especially with the input of the, in, the internet, is the ability to actually update themselves constantly with the real language. So I think the, the people who've the English language professors and teachers from China compared to the students today, there's a bit of a cultural gap uh, from that. It's something we try to be sensitive to as well here by having teachers from all across the world uh, and really being very clear that it's a global language. When I was a learner of English, the only standard English was a kind of BBC English, the Queen's English. But in the 90s, there were changes, and people began to talk about transatlantic kind of English as our model. Nowadays, people know about world Englishes, so the standard is, to an extent, loosened, I feel. But Chinese people lack the opportunities to practice their spoken English, and many language corners have appeared, like this one at the People's University in Beijing, which takes place every week. Every Friday they come here spontaneously because this English corner is most popular in Beijing or even around the world because, um, you know, you can you can find this English corner on Wiki, even on Wikipedia, so uh, this is very famous. And at night, you know, you, you can have a beer or something, but it's not the crazy club type. It's fine. Yeah, and opened, opened by your friends with you? Yes, and my friends, they came from the United States. They're going to open this bar next month. We come here to practice our English, spoken English especially. And some people speak much more better than the others, but they come here to only to learn and to have fun. Like, I have a dream, or change, yes we can, yes we can, yes we can. Those words actually can raise the audience interest. Yeah, then uh, they can know what you are talking about. So there are lots of tactics, but the most important thing is you are right, use your heart. There are concerns, though, that this enthusiasm for English will have a negative effect on the Chinese language. A lot of linguistic experts in China are seriously worried about it. So, for instance, in the next edition of the Chinese official Chinese dictionary, are we going to include all these hundreds of new words uh, directly from English into the new version of the Chinese language dictionary? We don't say, like, uh, 
电视啊，你们 we say TV， right？ We say DVD. This was the existing language, right? Even officials today they will say CPI instead of 物价增长指数 They will say GDP, right? Instead of 国内增长 And so that is happening a lot. A lot of people they say that the simplicity of English language may affect people's thinking and writing in Chinese. Because Chinese is a pretty sophisticated language. So now people are writing even simple language, and that, they say, is a bad influence. Everything has two sides. China's modernization really needs English. In this sense, English is a good force. But on the other hand, if we are not careful, you see, we might develop English language learning at the expense of the Chinese language learning, the mother tongue. So I see this as a danger. Okay, speak loudly, okay? One, two, one, two, go. And some fear that the expansion of English may threaten the Chinese identity. Well, you can't study any language for so long. Like in my in my case, I've studied English for over thirty years now, uh, without really seeing any deep changes in you, uh, both both in the way you look at your own country. The way of thinking, exactly, even your lifestyle. So everything is different now. It is causing some kind of identity crisis because you keep asking yourself, you know, is my heart really Chinese now? Is my, you know, you know, psyche, my soul, completely Chinese now? Why I'm thinking like a foreigner? In my view, and in many of my colleagues' view, actually. English is more than the two, because language and thought and language and culture are tied to each other inextricably. The learning of English has an impact on uh, the identity of our learners, who you are.